0: to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box and remember remember to to think think outside
1: now i'm out of patience who
2: do you love you want to talk about love fine let's talk about who you love or loved don't your sister knew you were crazy just stop it She was terrified of you, thought of you, disgusted
1: her. Lies! Deceit! The story you tell is incomplete!
2: Twice, light it, then run. I don't know what you're saying; it's unimportant. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks, and I'm Anne Marie De and we are here on a Tuesday night, 8:30 p.m. EST, at live.universebox.com to talk Lucifer. No, wait a second. Wait a second. Sorry, I'm an hour late. Gotham, you almost <laughs> made me spill my tea. Sorry about that.
0: I'm trying to get into character tonight, and Well, you based, Lucifer ba- on
2: me. Based on the guy who gave you that tea, I don't know if you should be drinking it anyway, honestly.
0: Well, you know what? Jim drank a it, so I thought I'd be okay.
2: But I, we, we want to uh, say hello to our chatters over at live.universebox.com, too. In fact, uh, Jim's choice right now is saying, I, I know that zombies can be any size, but does anyone think that Barnes' size does not fit Solomon Grundy?
0: have you been listening
2: yeah we, we've been we're calling kind Sol- of a big fan on that one yeah we've been calling solomon grundy for a little bit i actually think he's stocky enough i mean he's almost he's almost thing size like well, the from the fantastic is- four <clears throat> excuse me let me put set down my teacup
0: um <laughs> he he's not a little guy and every time he sort of goes into like nah mode because mm-hmm. we're gonna call it nah mode <laughs> he sort of he, he feels bigger
2: yeah yeah. He feels big. He has a presence.
0: The man's got a presence. Well, we
2: have presents we'll for you. That. Yes. And, and that pre- those presents <laughs> are talking points about this week's Gotham. But Anne-Marie, why don't you go ahead and hit them up with uh, the rhyming, riddling, or maybe the Mad Hattery uh, episode summary. Yes. Okay.
0: How will a hero be forced to choose the Hatterbaits gym with two lovers to lose? Who deserves Penguin's undying love? He mounts a confession when given a shove. Will Ed accept love? not from the mayor who gave the new kringle her shiny new hair when valerie is shot will she keep her jim gym habit jim's down the hole in follow the white rabbit. Follow the,
2: right rabbit follow the white rabbit follow the white rabbit follow the white rabbit follow the white rabbit emory what'd you think <laughs> Um, it was good it was, it it was, was good? a good episode good I, Is good your tea there well i
0: mean <laughs> it's, no that's good, <laughs> good tea no um for watching it <clears throat> three times uh, <laughs> once by accident kind of it uh two it if was by ship two if by ship three if by one if by ship two if by sea
2: yeah, something like that.
0: Something like that. It's been a long time. um No, I think. Why is my m- my mic seems trying to run away from me? um No, I liked it. Done. Your turn. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I, I definitely liked it too. Uh, it, it was a very good episode. Very creepy. Uh, very a lot of. Uh, I thought my first point is about this too. Uh, su- sort of superhero tropes mm. uh, within the episode, and, and yeah, that's basically what I want to start yeah, with. And here. There you go. Then. I. But I, I. And I. If you're not familiar with the trope, it's called the sadistic choice, and this is very very common in superhero books in fact uh, and we'll have the link in the show notes over at uh, legends of to the tv tropes page on this and it's a super silver age superman cover where he, it's like you must save lois or lana uh, uh you know, yes it, it's basically where a villain forces a hero to choose two equally bad outcomes a uh, uh, the hero in this case is jim aka captain vanilla uh, as barbara captain calls
0: Vanilla. Him. oh yeah yeah babs calls him
2: that <laughs> Uh, so while it bears a similarity to the sadistic choice uh, from comic books uh, Mm. there is a twist while a superhero usually uses powers and his force of will to produce uh two good outcomes uh jim is simply a man and no matter how hard he tries he can't find a way to do both
0: there's no way
2: in all three scenarios, he, he, he does no not good. make a good sadistic choice. Uh, but, but I
0: think he almost makes the best one he could.
2: Yeah, definitely, because I mean, uh, it, regardless of Jervis' feelings, he is a moral man. I, and, you know, he, he
0: tries to be. He, he, ha- he, has mo- he has momentary lapses in moral judgment.
2: Mm-hmm. but Yeah, over in the chat room, Wynn says, uh, it's very common in action movies, too, uh, rushing between two locations and getting the threatening phone call, etc. This is also like from The Dark Knight, uh, when the Joker has uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's character tied up, but you you have to save one or the other. Batman, yeah, it, it's very comic booky. Uh, but you know, he, he just he can't find a way to do both. And as Jervis says, even if you don't choose James, there are consequences. Yep. A- and we see those consequences p- play out, whether it's uh, the rain on the wedding day, mm. um, or you know, uh, the the TV anchor person getting fried. No one should get married or discuss being married in Gotham. Or just... or Valerie getting a, a shot to the gut.
0: Okay, that kind of surprised me. Do you have more on that later, or can I give you my opinion? Oh, go now? ahead. Yeah, go ahead yeah he okay he's doing this whole big setup for like three different locations and all the shenanigans, and he shoots her in the stomach. <laughs> Like, I'd have shot her in the head at that point if you want to make a point. Yeah. He obviously yeah. doesn't want her to die. Mm-hmm.
2: But he, he's also obviously not operating at full facilities either.
0: No, but, okay, so but the, the big brute dudes have guns aimed at heads mm-hmm. the entire time until Jim basically tells them to put them down because yeah. he doesn't want to die.
2: I I, I like what uh, Cobble Pottery says in the chat room. Uh, Jim's yeah. choice was a pure Telltale Games moment. Yeah. Lee will remember that. <laughs> That you said to shoot her. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I, but you know, I, I, I'd say that that's probably that whole tea party sequence is probably the closest he comes to making the the best choice possible, uh, you know, with the sadistic choice. I think he, he said uh, to shoot Lee, though, because he knew that Jervis would interpret that as Jim really loving Valerie. Uh, so he was kind of double bluffing him. Uh, he probably also assumed that Lee would be more useful with a, a shooting victim in the room after the Mad Hatter left than Valerie would be, because reporters don't really know a lot about, you know, dealing with shot stomachs. No, but there was a surgeon in the bathroom. There was a surgeon in the bathroom, but Damn. he was tied up at the moment. Uh <laughs> bum You know, but I, I, I definitely felt that jim's choice in this scene was a, a very bold choice but probably the best possible outcome after his plan with mario fell through it's me mario i have a gun but it's not loaded oh uh, <laughs> poor mario but yeah the sadistic choice yet another trope that Goth- gotham has embraced and twisted to its own ends which i yeah. you know i love that kind of stuff uh, anything fun over in the chat room memory.
0: Um Powell family. Of course Gordon picked Lee because he knew Hatter would do the opposite. And Jimbo Jimbo says Jim knew how Jervis would react. He's you know, speaking in the third person now. And Cobble Pottery's um Oz is on top of the world. He was like wait, he was Well, I'd say I'd say we'll save
2: cobble pottery because it it involves a future point. So we
0: will save that, cobble pottery. I wasn't reading ahead, sorry.
2: But, you know, we've talked about how she got shot. Uh, why, now you wanted to talk about how she got shot through the heart by Mr. Jim Gordon, right? Kind of. Okay. The entire uh, Jim and Valerie
0: situation has me completely confuddled. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, I can see how Jim said Lee because he really did love Lee and blah, 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 blah. So, or does he actually love Valerie? Was he not, you know, they're, they're, everybody's playing mind games here, y'all. Everybody's mm-hmm. playing mind games. So, let's see. So he loves her, or did he just say he did because of the situation i really want to think that he does it's new it's exciting she challenges him in a way that nobody else does Mm -hmm. and as lee points out they were made for each other not a compliment (laughs) um i am a little concerned about who might be playing who here
2: yeah i definitely feel like it's valerie playing jim oh 100 but i I also feel like jim has has an eye on that and realizes that's happening but you know any port in a storm kind of situation
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with that. And let's see. She's not playing. She's never been 100% serious or making any sort of a strong move. Mm -hmm. Um, Now she's been shot because and for him. Is she going to stick around to see what happens next? Or is she like –
1: I'm out
2: I'm out well I, I kind of uh i I got the impression that uh well Valerie is probably not going to be too happy about it. I got the impression though in that in that last scene in the hospital that Lee realized what Jim did and oh. is kind of like, oh, did I make the right choice, especially since Mario got tied up and you know Jim saved the day and all that
0: right okay, but here here's here's the like the final little twist <laughs> okay, so it's pretty crazy that Mario is the doctor performing this surgery on his fiance's ex- fiance's new girlfriend who got shot because the other dude told a madman to shoot his fiance. <laughs> i think i got that right i needed to make a flow chart
2: yeah it, it was a very complicated tea party
0: it was very complicated but it, me, the two doctors took care of
2: the shooting victims so <laughs> there you go okay uh, yeah, we have some stuff on mario over here in the chat room right
0: mario worst mobster's son ever uh mario and lee seem to have better chemistry than lee and jim do I kind of agree, which is a little awkward since they're actually in a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wins is that's not Mario's fault. Daddy Falcone didn't raise him right. True dad. They raised him not to be the mobster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jim and Valerie were just using each other. Daddy Falcone didn't raise him at all. Jim and Valerie are just a short-term romance. Everyone's got an opinion. Normally, yeah. we don't get this many responses on one statement.
2: So, Do you, do you think bust. Valerie survives? Yes. Or do you think she's. She was only shot gone. in the stomach. She's, ba- she's going back to play Mulan on Once Upon a Time after this episode. <laughs>
0: i'm gonna reserve my comment on that but uh no i i think she survives i don't know how long she sticks around gotham though yeah somebody give that girl a good
2: role please mm. so she can <laughs> do something for more than 30 seconds okay well I'm, I'm gonna shift gears here but it's still kind of in the in the romance department and that i wanted Loves to talk about i wanted to talk about Pengy pants in love pangy pants is in love in love in love he was so adorable You know, he really was. I I mean, Panky Pants is usually adorable anyway, but Oswald had, had a special kind of adorableness in this episode. Right. I was actually kind of surprised that Penguin came right out and confessed his love for Enigma right at the beginning of the episode. I, I was expecting them to sort of build the tension over a few more episodes, you know, a couple more, like, close-up shots on grabbing shoulders and things like that, like we saw in the flashback. Right. But uh, at the same time, I'm glad they didn't because I thought that plot in this episode was really, really good. I It, it was also – it was so odd to see Oswald so unsure of himself. He was basically like a tittering teenager, like, oh, well, will he like me? Should I tell him? <laughs> well, we've sort of –
0: I mean, we've kind of touched on that before in our episode last last season uh, mm. asexual penguin yeah. where we really talked about him not being a romantic sexual person. Yeah, so that and was surprising so it's, it's too. it's just surprising in general. Mm. Um, the only person we've ever really seen him give affection towards is his mother. His moms. His, his moms, and that's not appropriate it, in
2: such situations. That was kind of a little bit... It was a little dirty. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, no. I, I, thought, I thought it was really good the way it played and everything the entire episode, totally. uh, including like the school scene which you have some more about later i but i i I think at the end of the episode i think ed would would have probably accepted oswald's advances if kringle 2.0 hadn't shown up she 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 seemed like the kringle that ed always wanted uh when she was alive you know she she's shy uh and awkward like him she's riddle obsessed and and she instantly uh, is into him without any sort of murdery subterfuge or lying Mm -hmm. or tricks or anything like that so, and I know you have a theory uh, coming up on this in a little I bit, do. too. Uh, but who is she? Uh, my theory is, you know, we haven't seen Clayface yet this season. Uh, so my guess is that Fish and Doctor Strange found him again and, in a bid to weaken Penguin, sent her after Ed. Like, they're gunning for the mayor. Oh. And they know that Penguin and Ed are really tight. Mm-hmm. And also after uh, working in Arkham with Ed, Hugo Strange probably knows all about Kristen Kringle and how much she meant to Ed mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I But at the end of the day, I think Kringle 2.0 is going to test Ed's allegiance to the mayor. Uh, will their friendship slash burgeoning romance survive? And what will – and if it doesn't. What will it look like with those two rogues at loggerheads? Like, wouldn't it be cool mm. to end the season in sort of a, you know, Riddler versus Penguin yes. standoff? And yes. Then, then maybe you have Jerome stroll in and uh, throw That's the whole exactly thing out way of work. That's exactly how it
0: should be. Like, the final shot, and I hate to put him off for so long, of him just like, they're like, and he just uh-huh. like, boom. Yeah. And like, smacks their heads together
2: to black. Stop being silly. We have chaos to create. Chaos! Something like that. Uh, let's see here. Over in the chat room, um, yeah, Powell Family confirms that Penguin is never dated. Uh, Wynn says his mom's a better choice than Ed. Ah! <laughs> and And uh, Powell Family also says she she's totally a honey trap. And uh, Cobble Pottery says she's perfect, a little too perfect. Uh, chin rubbing <laughs> and squinting intensifies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Powell Family and Wynn are also saying uh, Court of Owls, Court of Clones, something oh. like that. See, I think – I think just because of the fact that Clayface was working directly with Hugo Strange and now Fish is working directly with H- Hugo Strange, I think that it makes it more likely, if Kringle 2.0 is Clayface, that it would be coming from that direction versus the Court of Owls, because they're running their own schemes with You look-alikes. know,
0: I almost had a, a, a comment in here going, dude, Strange and Fish aren't dead. Like, they're coming back. Yeah. They, there's no way the two of them just went off into the woods to live their happy life. <laughs> That's not either of their M.O., So Mm -hmm. it's gonna come back around. Yeah. I'm curious. Okay.
2: But you wanted to talk a little bit about. So I have. The character's name is Isabel. I've been calling her Kringle 2.0.
0: Yeah, I will call her Isabel by her given name. (laughs) Uh, My question is Did you come from Indian Hill? So at first, I didn't think that that was really possible because, Mm -hmm. you know, Ed buried her in the middle of the forest. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, he got caught right near the burial site. So this is possible.
2: Yeah, my th- my thinking is though is that she had already been dead for a while, and she had been in the ground for a while. I I mean, I know Strange has all his great technology and everything. Strange but is, is it, a
0: magical beast.
2: Is it that great that it could bring back like a decomposing corp- corpse, and the only side effect is she has blonde hair?
0: You know, it depends on what um, DNA he splices her with. Yeah, there's very true. You know, there's lots of animals, lizards maybe, where mm-hmm. like you chop off their tail and it regenerates, like. If you find an animal that has a regenerative property. True enough. I'm true just enough. saying. There's that. Okay. But I see a few different options with my whole Indian Hill world. Mm. So Strange was inspired by Ed because they did spend so much time together in Arkham and all that. And his constant riddles that – and he may or may not have known where Kringle, the Kringle body came from.
2: Yeah,
0: um, But he programmed her to think and talk the way that he did. Like that was his – her story was giving it that. Mm -hmm. Then another one is – I even did research this week. Normally it's him who's looking up the definitions and things. But now (laughs) – Isabel means devoted to God. So perhaps if Strange brought her back, the part of her brain that was falling for Ed took over. Like, did it decay in the woods? Like, the part that knew he was a psycho murderer. Mm -hmm. Going with the whole, she's been dead in the woods for a while, decay problem. Yeah. I don't remember if he did chop her up. I think that was the other guy.
2: Yeah, I think he did because he had to get her in the case, right?
0: No, that was, was she in the case?
2: Or was it the hunter?
0: That's what I can't remember.
2: If she was chopped up, then it's not her. He did chop her up to fit her in the trunk the powell family confirms over in the chat room
0: okay so. so it's probably not her then my third theory is actually the best of all the gotham tv writers are throwing us all a bone since nobody wanted to see chelsea spack leave the show
2: <laughs> now well i mean her and uh Corey michael smith definitely got along pretty famously uh, they're still when, very tight yeah so they so- might be Mm-hmm. very tight no no because I, I i believe he's married I, no i think i think he's gay oh. <laughs> um, so i, I th- i'm pretty sure apologies to uh cory michael smith if i have that wrong uh just mm. for the sake of accuracy oh uh, there's a thing oh i got it okay um but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how that whole story plays out like I, I'm, I'm very curious ab- about where that's going i mean i'm sure it's going to cause a rift between uh, Ed and Oh uh, yeah, for sure. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, we're gonna get back to the main discussion in just a minute here. But first, we'd like to tell you a little bit about our Patreon. Uh, Amory, what's a Patreon?
0: Hi, a Patreon. It's a monthly way that you can uh, donate and help support our podcast and look at our doc. Um,
2: <laughs> we no, give a little. It's, so it's like a, a little Easter egg. So every a little behind a the
0: scenes. So what Patreon is, you set up to make a monthly donation, minimum of a dollar, maximum of, you know, your bank account. Mm -hmm. And it helps us, you know, keep the lights on, improve our shows, buy tea or magic juice should the occasion necessitate.
2: Um, yeah, but, and, uh, you know, like you were saying, it's just a real simple way to, you know, if you like the show, help support the show, help pay our hosting costs, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's really as simple as if you want to throw a buck a month our away, you just go sign up. They'll take a buck a month and you'll get all sorts of exclusive posts from us. Right. And, but the most important thing is that you'll become a member of the – if you donate $5 or more, mm-hmm. you'll become a member of the $5 Star Patrons Club, which means every episode of every podcast we do, this one, Universe Box, We're So Lost. Etc. Mm-hmm. We're going to shout out your name on the show, and also we'll what? clone your lost love for you. I was waiting. I mean, yeah. this is
0: like your favorite thing.
2: But uh, the people we're going to be cloning their lost loves for today, I, I'm going to need a lot of cloning juice. Becca Baca, Angel, Holly Mac79, Monica Jones, Sage of Earth, Harry Seidler, Timothy Peters, Robert Cattler, Hope Molinax, Karen Ahorlatcher, and Jessica Gonzalez. You guys are all the awesomest, supporterist supporters.
0: supporter supporters. And now is a really good time to join our patrons, because on Friday, this mm-hmm. Friday, the of October, <laughs> we are going to be holding an exclusive patron hangout where all of our patrons are able to log in and mm-hmm. talk with us. Um everyone else can watch, but you can't play.
2: Yeah, we'll stream it at live.universebox.com as totally. usual, but uh you'll need to be in the patron Patreon to uh get a link to join and chat with us because we'd love to talk Gotham with you for sure. But if you want to be a member of the five dollar Star Patrons Club and join us for our patron hangout this Friday, go to patreon.com slash universebox and, and to remember, remember to, to think outside. outside. Okay, so let's see here. Let's get back into the main discussion. I wanted to talk a little bit about The Mad Hater. The mad hater. The mad hater. I I, I thought that uh, Jervis's uh, sort of portrayal in this episode was very interesting. It, not just the chauffeur suit, but uh, just in general. I, I thought it was interesting that his interpretation of, of the events of the past few episodes was so off. Uh, He's
0: psycho. He
2: is psycho. But he, he, you know, well, just to summarize, he portrays himself as the victim mm-hmm. and James, uh, Jim, as the true vil- villain. I ca- I'm calling him James now because Jervis calls him James. James. Uh, but somebody who is so good at picking up on the weaknesses in his victim's psyches doesn't really know himself very well. Maybe and d- that's part of the problem. Yeah, it could be. Maybe, maybe that's what allows him to see other people so well is that he's not looking at himself too closely. So right. he has that excess uh, attention to mm-hmm. give to other people. Because, I mean, it really has Jim's number down mm-hmm. in this episode. I mean, Jim keeps, you know, asserting himself throughout the episode to try and take control back because he can. I think he can tell that – jervis is sort of mad with power and he's like okay i have this whole situation on lockdown i'm mm-hmm. in control of the situation and that's why jim does things like he keeps handing up the phone on that him.
0: was hilarious and
2: when he should be cowering and you know negotiating for the lives of his loves.
0: we don't negotiate with terrorists he
2: confronts him and he's like no your sister hated you she, she killed herself you. she impaled herself on a spike to get and away she from She's happy about it I, yeah but it, it it was really great And I, I, I do like uh, The question that the Hatter posed To Jim or not really a question But sort of a, an idea that he put in Jim's head Is Jim sort of a villain? I, and, uh, cause I mean, from an outside perspective, if you see everything that Jim's done, yeah, he, he could probably come off as quite a villain. And I think if nothing else, those, uh, proclamations from the Hatter are going to get Jim asking himself that question and might, mm-hmm. might, uh, take him from this sort of, uh, deadbeat P, PI sort of situation yeah. into a more, heroic turn towards the, the later on in the season he's rogue uh, definitely uh, let's see over here in the chat room A Cobble Pottery said I laughed so hard at Jervis's, uh petulant face when he was hung up on yeah I, I also really enjoyed, it and it's on our poster from this episode this face do it this face Right here, that face is one that the Mad Hatter made on Batman the Animated Series, like, constantly. Like, that was his face, pretty much, on the Batman the Animated Series. So I really loved seeing it on Gotham. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's see. Anything else interesting over here in the chat room? Uh, Jim's Choice says it's almost as if they were portraying portraying
0: Jervis as Clock King from Batman the Animated Series.
2: I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, It, it was sort of a... Well, he, he kind of struck me as Clock King, and he also kind of struck me in a lot of ways as the Riddler, because Wow I, just be just in that sense talking of... Talking in rhyme? Well, talking in rhyme. A lot
0: more than he has in the past.
2: Being very obvious with the crimes he's committing and giving the hero hints to find him because he's so confident that he That's has true. the situation under control. So there were, were some parallels there. I, 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 no spoilers, really, but I they are going to be touching on um the uh, mad hatter and penguin and riddler and all those guys kind of interacting moving forward so it's going to be really Ooh. interesting to see who influences who all that kind of stuff Ooh. okay but speaking of penguin you want to talk oh, about panky penguin pants. right panky pants
0: Pinky pants just does not like children it's not his thing he can't handle it he's like whatever i love that he was willing to do the tour of the school and put on the mayor act and do good things but drawing the line and reading a group to a group of th- third grade <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i do but i love that he takes the special interest in that one kid who's sitting alone mm-hmm. i feel like Who he almost looks like a young penguin i think that he connected with him mm-hmm. yes he did because <laughs> well you I mean you even could see his picture had something like him and his mom mm-hmm. but you only saw it first i didn't go back but um <clears throat> um i think let us see. I think he connected with him and possibly gave him the same advice that someone gave him. Mm-hmm. So I think that he was a loner and somebody else told him, if they're mean, do you push them down the stairs? Yeah. Because in essence, that's what Penguin does. Mm-hmm. If they're mean, he pushes them down the stairs, shoots them with a gun, gives them a bad cannoli, something like that.
2: Yeah. And I thought that was a really interesting thing, too, because he was basically... I mean, he said it in a very Oswald Cobblepot kind of way.
0: Non-Mayory way.
2: Yeah. But uh, I think he was just letting the kid know that mm-hmm. you think these kids have power over the, you. Mm. They don't. You have the real power in this situation because you're willing to do things that they're not willing to do. Right. I, I, at the same time, sort of maybe enabling Gotham's first Columbine or something. You wow. Know? Well, I mean, I mean, that's kind of the direction, the path he sent the kid on.
0: It is. It is. And um, I'm calling it now – we have not seen the last of that kid
2: yeah uh pal family in the chat room asked what super villain will that kid grow up to be i don't exactly know. Like what was his name jesse because i meant to look it up oh uh, look it up to see if there was room. a bat villain with that first name
0: i want to say it was like luke or something
2: yeah something like that but if, if the chat room knows Anybody? if you have any ideas on who that kid could turn into please let us know Although I, I feel like uh, Gotham is usually pretty good about Making if they have an Easter egg like that. If they don't make it obvious in the episode, mm-hmm. they'll mention it in the press around the episode. And I didn't hear anything. And,
0: uh, <laughs> like Wynne's comment. Yeah,
2: Wynne says that the kid will be president someday. Maybe. Uh, okay, anything else from the chat room over here, anne mm, well, Let's see. Pingy
0: identified with the kid because they were both outcasts. He doesn't like children because they always treated him badly. That's from Bobby. Yes yes and the first one was from Jimbo just a lot of speculation that he just connected with that kid, which is very rare for Mr. Pengy Pants.
2: Yeah, and it, it was a very Pengy Pants kind of scene, too. Yeah. I uh, But uh, I wanted to talk to a little bit about, and this was just like a little glimmer of information we got that I think might turn into something more down the line. Mm-hmm. I th- That yeah. was Babs and the info dump that she gave to Jervis Tetch. Mm-hmm. I, I, first, I got the impression that Babs might have made a deal with the Hatter for, for the intel on Jim, because Babs, I mean, she, she she cray, she's crazy, but uh, she is nothing if not self-serving. So I don't think she I I mean obviously she knew that the mad hatter was going to mess with Jim mm-hmm. with this info but I I have a feeling she would have asked for something a little more like maybe that's why he targeted the two people he loved the most or maybe she kind of shaped the information to give him that idea so that you know Jim's other love interest would be off the table to make it far easier for them to reconvene. Oh, I Okay. Yeah, so so that's kind of my theory. I think we might see if there was a deal, like an off-the-page deal that they made, I have a feeling that might come back later on down Where the we'll line. Where we'll see the page? Yeah, well, well, we'll see the results of it at least. Uh, but if nothing else, uh, trivia: uh, we finally learned Jim's dad' name. It's Peter, and he died in a car crash. I'm not sure if we we might have known that. I'm not sure if we did or not. We knew that he was dead. We knew we he was sure dead. How. Right? Uh, you know, it doesn't mean anything. Probably not. But probably I just thought not. it was worth noting.
0: I would like to say it's also worth noting that according to IMDb, that child is third grader. Third grader. They didn't get a name. Well, it's they said grader. they
2: said his name in they the did. episode, which is weird because normally if they name you in the Episode that's your name in the credits, but
0: I'm just saying. What you know, you we also do? had Hypnotized Boy, and I'm pretty sure he had a name too. <laughs> so,
2: okay, so you wanted to talk a little bit about theatrics, the
0: theatrics of Jervis Touch. Um, okay, so everything about how he sets stuff up is so meticulous, but it's so grand. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see this dude like throw a dinner because it's <laughs> going to be delightful. Um, from the ex- exact time and location of his apartment and Vail's kidnap and having Jim there, like he has everything timed down pretty much to the second. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's also thought of those little details like the type of China he thinks that Don Falcone's son is going to have. Yeah. I wonder if he'd approve of mine.
2: <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty amazing how well a a tea party played on Gotham, too. Like, I, It
0: was fantastic.
2: I know. It, it was completely believable. It felt – it. I mean, it was – It was very Gotham. It was a mad tea party. But at the same time, it was kind of a traditional tea party, too. They had sandwiches and things. Yeah.
0: And, oh, yeah. Like – he sets it up like a perfect tea party, uh-huh. um, and he doesn't leave anything to chance, like mm-hmm. ever. I mean, other than you know Jim pushing back, he knew exactly everything that was going to happen. Like every shot was lined up literally and dramatically, and the massive amount of screens and cameras used in the Gotham mm-hmm. uh, water and electric because those should be in the. Same oh, I building. love that
2: pile of TVs. Yes,
0: the pile of TVs is beautiful. Um And the fact that he'd already gone through the place for guns and emptied Mario's weapon. Like, yes. Why would you, like, no, of course he's gone through the house. Like, you don't mm-hmm. expect somebody to take over your house and not, like, look for your weapons. You're a yeah. known mobster's child. Like, yes, you have guns. We're going to find them.
2: What I wondered is why Jim didn't give him a gun to begin with. Like, why didn't he just pass Mario a gun?
0: Because Mario probably said, I've got one in my basement.
2: <laughs> ah. I mean. See, it just, it just feels like, you know, sneaking in the basement been looking through a drawer, it, that's more chances of being caught.
0: It is. Mm-hmm. It is. I actually am kind of surprised he doesn't, like, have one on his ankle. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's a doctor, but I could see, he's like... He's also
2: a Falcone.
0: Yeah, he's also a Falcone, <laughs> so...
2: Over in the chat room, they are weighing in on our thoughts about uh, Jim's (laughs) dad. They say, uh, Cobble Pottery says, I think Jim told a young Bruce Wayne at the start of Gotham about the car crash. And then Powell family asks, wasn't it mob related? And uh, Jim's choice says, If we get Jim's father, uh, why can we not get Philip Wayne, who is Bruce's uncle from the Golden Age? Oh. That'd be fun. I, I I'm also hoping for an Aunt Harriet at some point. I, I mean, I know she's Dick's uncle, but I, at the same time, I'd love to see Aunt Harriet, especially after watching Return of the Cape Crusaders. Mm. Just gave me a whole new level of respect for Aunt Harriet. Okay, but I, let's see. I guess we should talk about the character who this episode was named after, uh, and that's the White Rabbit, the the Albino guy. Oh, uh, Albino guy. Yeah, that I uh, was, you know, leaving hints all all around for the Mad Hatter. I thought he was a great one-off character, although I was. But was he one-off? Oh, I wonder. Like I, I, I. I think the character was one off. I think his influence might move on through the rest of the season. Okay. Because, you know, based on my theory that Barnes is turning into Solomon Grundy, which is pretty obviously it's going to happen now, I it, the, the White Rabbit looked a lot like Solomon Grundy because Solomon Grundy has pale white skin, white hair. So I'm wondering if maybe, you know, especially considering that Barnes almost went over that edge right during their interrogation i'm wondering if maybe it didn't leave some sort of like imprint on his psyche to when his body finally switches over to full on solomon grundy mode maybe he'll take some inspiration from the white rabbit we meet in this episode
0: Did you know that fear tells you where the edge is?
2: I did did know that fear tells you where the edge
0: is. You've heard that before, right?
2: Once or twice, yeah. Okay. Just thought I'd let you know that. That's fair. I read that somewhere. 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 But yeah, that's kind of what what I'm thinking in terms of that. I I like Jim's Choice, Waskily Wabbit. And uh, Powell Family says the GCPD is the worst. Why didn't they check Lee's apartment since she was missing? See? But well, I don't know if I would have. Well, the thing is even if they had went to check Lee's apartment. They weren't there yet. Yeah, they weren't there yet because they were off gallivanting around. Gala. I And, uh, you know, ended up back there after the White Rabbit gave Jim the clue mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So so I, I they, they probably would have missed him going with the white rabbit guy mm-hmm. so
0: they had him in custody at the gcpd before jim got there and they couldn't get a hold of him or whatever but jim shows up at the gcpd and nobody goes hey there's this albino dude who keeps <laughs> saying i have a message for jim gordon that's like and that's true. all he'll say mm-hmm. do you think it might be a clue it's a clue I'm just saying Yeah. Not even okay, I mean, I know you gotta hit Harvey with a stick sometimes, mm-hmm. but even he should have been able to figure that one out.
2: Yeah, yeah, there were a couple moments. Where was like Alvarez? That.
0: Alvarez should have been on that.
2: <laughs> there were a couple moments like that this episode where it was like if people like thought for a second or told other people the right information, the whole episode would have fallen apart. Right. Uh but at the same time, I like the episode, so it's oh, yeah. okay. That's good. Okay, you wanted to wrap up this and talk point? about Barnes too, right? Yeah,
0: we've kind of already talked about this. <laughs> But I'm just going to emphasize – it sort of goes along with that why didn't Blah happen. So Barnes, please just lean into the Grundy storyline. It's becoming – wait. It has to be coming soon because even the very not-observant Bullock <laughs> is picking up on things like him not bringing his cane to the crime scene. Mm-hmm. And he even looks suspicious when he's like, I don't need it anymore. I'm like, yeah. Tommy, oh, yeah, you do. <laughs>
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I feel I'm hoping that that story comes to a head in the next couple weeks because at this point, it feels mm-hmm. almost a little too drawn out without him having some ma- at least a, a major change. meltdown. You know, right. I, I i would like to see at least one major meltdown from Barnes, or maybe he starts uh, going off at night and doing his Solomon Grundy kind of thing and then coming back during the day. That could be fun. I have no, continue. No, uh, let's Never see. I, Powell family in the chat room asked Did Tetch give that poor rabbit some of Alice's blood to make? him albino uh was barnes losing his skin tone in his hulk episode uh oh. well I- anytime they uh they show him kind of almost grundying out hu- grundying out uh his skin kind of his pallor gets kind of mm-hmm. white and you can see the veins through his face and stuff like that
0: i don't know if it, if the albino was made by the blood just because mm-hmm. from what we'd heard about the rats
2: yeah so that
0: doesn't seem to be a thing
2: maybe it's maybelline i mean maybe it's Maybelline. maybe it's maybelline okay so let's see here as always i'm gonna throw out some random bunch of crap for you to rate the episode on let's see this week it's gonna be 57 rainy newlyweds please feel free to weigh in in the chat room uh amory what do you think
0: 54 reigning newlyweds because i wanted babs at the tea party
2: you wanted babs at the tea party oh absolutely oh, i mean there's plenty there's plenty of time for, for tea another par- tea party yeah for another tea party for i'm sure. just
0: saying i think that would have been a good one
2: okay uh let's see as for me while we're waiting on uh, people to weigh in from the chat room i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it 54 reigning newlyweds because i i really liked it i thought it would I, I thought it was the best Mad Hatter episode so far. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I, I thought the last one—it was, was the fantastic maddest ma- of
0: the Mad Hatter episodes.
2: Definitely was. And We're I, getting madder. It, and I really liked how uh, how Jim just kept pushing back and pushing back and pushing back. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Bobby says nice scale, and uh, Powell Family says uh, fifty rainy newlyweds, and we'll keep checking in on that as uh, as we. Oh, let's see. Bobby says forty three rainy newlyweds. Bobby's not a fan. Jordan's a fifty five rainy newlyweds. Uh, Jim's choice is 53 and a half. Is the
0: half the groom or the bride? Cause I have to know. It's Kabul, the kid. Oh, and Cobble Potteries gives it a 47. I feel like the dramatic tea party was a
2: little drawn out. Absolutely not. That's why we need Babs there for entertainment, though. See, and it, re- it really wasn't that long. It was oh. uh, like maybe five minutes. Yeah, ma- maybe Something like five like or six minutes. Uh, and... Jimbo gives it fifty. Raining newlyweds and Lynn, not Lynn, win. Win
0: says thirty-seven. <laughs> bad choice. Plotline too cliche. That's fair. That, you know, I can I can see that.
2: Yeah, and I would say if if I wasn't already expecting a storyline almost exactly like this from the Mad Hatter, it might have made you mad. Yeah, it might have made me mad as well. Okay, so. Yeah, I, En- enough rating of the episode, people. All right, fine. Time for I the- think we got everybody. Now – onto the news <inaudible> 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 News. first up the ratings uh, the same numbers as last week uh, a 1.1 uh, 1. 1
0: 1.1 and a 4
2: 1.1 1. 1 and a 4 uh, no one is writing about it because they are consistent <laughs> and have found their audience uh, th- those are Anne-Marie's words those <inaudible> are
0: my uh, words because there was literally nothing like the past three weeks nobody writes anything except mm. Gotham had a 1.1 1. 1, which was even with the previous week Gotham had a 1.1 1. 1, which was even with the previous week mm. well that's because they found their people like nobody they they're not coming and going
2: the Gothamites are here baby uh, over in the chat room, by the way, uh, Jim's Choice says the half is the white rabbit, okay. which is fair, which mm-hmm. is fair. Mm-hmm. And, I like it. And uh pal family says that the two, two commercial breaks might have made that tea party seem a little bit longer.
0: And, you know, I think they probably just wanted to drag it out because you have to have a tea
2: party mm-hmm. if you have a Mad Hatter. And uh, in keeping with the uh, nope. the Alice in Wonderland nope. themes. Nope. Keep crying. Uh, there it is. The Alice in Wonderland <laughs> themes. Next episode is called Red Queen. So we'll go ahead and look at the preview for this. Uh, we got Jim – with a gun uh is this had the her rolling yeah at the ho- it looks like the hospital at arkham or something mm. uh oh, there's some oh. drugs involved
0: oh that's right this is it's like almost the entire episode is on psychedelics
2: yeah it looks like a dream situation it's, with uh barb, everyone? barb is a bellhop and uh, somewhere that's green with lee
0: enigma's making out with isabella
2: whoa I mean, I saw it. it no, no I just mean, whoa, I, I, feel, I feel sorry for Oswald. That's all. More of and, that. Uh, and we definitely get some more of a Barnes sort of grundying out, as we've said grunding before. Out. I love it. Okay. And then uh, the, I, I believe it was the Pal family, right? It was.
0: It's why it's Share, from shared, the Powell family. Yeah,
2: shared us a couple, uh, <laughs> a couple pre- of clips. preview clips uh, from next week's episode. You want to – I didn't get a chance to watch them because I was go still go putting on. in notes and stuff. But do you want to give kind of a summary?
0: I can. The first one um, – I call Called Barnes in the Blood. Barnes and Bullock are reviewing a candidate for the ME, which kind of brings up the question: What happened to Lee? Did she quit? Did she move (laughs) back to Florida? Did she just, you know, go on her honeymoon? I don't Mm. know. Uh, Fox then brings in the results of Alex Touch's, uh blood confirming the early results from the rats so that within two weeks they lose all traces of their previous personality the violence the mm. aggressiveness and all that Barnes asks how they're doing on a cure and is told it could take years while mumbling that he only has hours
2: Ooh, so he's he's probably well, because
0: that would be two weeks from the yeah. blood dropping in the eye and it was the very mm. end of the episode so my guess is like that last five minutes we're grundying out
2: I still say why why is Barnes Is keeping this, you know, under his hat? Because
0: who's going to help him? I don't know. Who can actually help him?
2: Somebody. But what's the second? Okay, the second
0: one was (laughs) Nick Mobblepot. Okay, so Ed is helping the Penguin get dressed for a Founders' Day dinner that has been held in Gotham for over Mm two hundred years, and only the most powerful people are invited. Mm -hmm. Penguin laments about not having a plus one, and Uh, Ed informs him that he couldn't go anyway because he's got a date.
2: Ooh. Well,
0: then we get Penguin. Snap him. He quips back about the date being with a woman he's supposedly in love with after knowing for only a few hours. Mm -hmm. and Ed's all, you know, the heart wants what it wants, blah, blah, blah. And then he recommends a tie because, you know, Ed does have that bit of a fashion sense and Penguin specifically chooses a different one just to make (laughs) him mad.
2: Nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. It's going to be a great episode. So, I, I mean, next week when you get done watching the Red Queen, what I need you to do, Walk away from your television. Walk away. You're going to see a dear friend there. They're going to confess their love to you. Ignore them. Shove their face away from you. Run to your phone and Shove let us know. Shove them down the stairs. Shove them down the stairs and let us know what you thought about the, the episode. You can email us, legends of Gotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash legends of Gotham. Shout out to Jason Wiley over there who is always giving a, a ton, ton of, of great stuff. prompts. I love it. Also, if you guys are interested, Jason Wiley suggested over there that we do a QA and a episode in the off-season. About us. About us. So if you have any questions, send them along. We'll mark them and we'll do that because I thought that was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the voicemail number, which we almost always use the voicemails, 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And as usual, our first
1: voicemail is from Bobby. Bobby! Hey guys, it's Bobby. After uh, weeks of success... Successfully juggling several storylines which I've been pretty impressed by to be honest uh, it seems like Gotham decided to take a bit of a slower pace this week there's only like three or four things actually going on in the episode uh, characters like we don't see Bruce we don't see Kat we don't see Alfred we don't see Poison Ivy but uh, so basically there's like like I said like four things going on of course you've got the the main Mad Hatter storyline going on which to be honest with you I feel like Jarvis Jarv- uh, has overstayed his welcome I really like the characterization of him to begin with but now it's just Mm -hmm. gone on too long and i'm ready for the storyline to end um
2: well he does keep getting madder so i feel like we're getting a different version of the character every week mm -hmm. like
0: uh just slightly different
2: next week's gonna blow it out of the water
1: of course with the b part of that would be with uh lee and Vale going on in this episode i do believe like i like i just discussed last week i don't see Vale sticking around past this season and i do believe jim and lee still have feelings for each other which of course was stated a number of times in this episode. But I, I don't know how they're gonna get past uh Jim telling uh the Hatter to kill Lee. Uh that's a pretty sore subject. Um and and uh they barely touch upon what's going on with Barnes. I feel like that part of the the season is just kind of dragging out and I'm ready for him to be Solomon Grundy already. We almost that's know sweet. he is because uh, the character that was like, I guess, the white rabbit in this episode earlier, like before the season started, they had showed set pics of that character all dressed up in white like that saying, oh, here's Solomon Grundy from the set of Gotham. So if he's not Solomon Grundy, then Barnes better be. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, you've got the Oswald and uh, Edward thing going on. Like I said before, I really do feel that Edward's feelings for him are genuine. There's not any kind of, uh, of uh, malice intended. Uh, and I kind of wondered where that would have gone I think it would have been recipro- I think that Penguin's feelings would have been reciprocated by Enigma if we hadn't run into pseudo Kingle or Kringle here at the end of the episode uh, I don't know how I feel about that um, but I, I don't know we'll see how that all plays out next week but um so kind of a short voicemail this week uh, out of uh what's the rating going to be this week um, empty magazines. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, empty <laughs> magazines of a gun, I guess. I don't know. Out of 14, is that how many rounds would be in a magazine? Uh, it's okay. So out of 14, I'm gonna give it, um, eight. I mean, I like Gotham, but I, I mean, they can't all be winners, and I just was not impressed this week.
2: Mm-hmm. I that's fair, Bobby. I give your your scale uh two hundred and thirty-four out of two hundred and fifty uneaten tea sandwiches. Oh, a tea uh, sandwich. <laughs> okay, uh next up we have a letter from Jacob. Jacob says, uh, Dear Bill and Amory, I have been watching the podcast for about a year now. Thanks. I watched two other Gotham podcasts and I think that Legends of Gotham is the most entertaining. I like how you all are silly and funny while covering the episode and the show uh, very well. I'm not dancing, no, not at all. I have been a huge Bat fanatic since I was a boy growing up watching the campy 60s uh, show in syndication. Then I loved the 1989 movie with Michael Keaton, and I have all the graphic novels. I have watched Gotham from the beginning, and I absolutely love the show. The reason I am coming out of the shadows now is to give you my take on why Penguin and Riddler have grown so close lately. And uh, what I would like... uh, I would like to do it from each of the characters' point of view. Ooh! So ooh. do you want to be uh, – Nig- uh, you be Oswald. I'll be Nygma, So Okay. <clears throat> Oswald or
0: Pangy Pants as you like to call him. I agree with everyone that Oswald is not romantically interested in Nigma. I don't think he is motivated at all by sex. He wants power, respect, and love. Don't we all? <laughs> um, what you have to remember is that Nigma saved his life. Not only did Nigma save Oswald's life, he healed his spirit. Mm. Oswald was so distraught and depressed by the loss of his mother that I don't think he wanted to live anymore. Riddler healed his body, his spirit, and his soul. He reminded him of who he was and brought him the joy of killing again. <laughs> Awkward.
2: The joy of killing. The joy
0: of killing. That sounds a like sequel a book.
2: To the joy of painting.
0: <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is Oswald feels pure gratitude towards ed this is the only normal thing about either of them (laughs) and about the relationship if you saved my life i would want to be your best friend too and i would do anything for you Wait, anything for you too another motivation for oswald is that In my opinion, he feels a kinship with Ed. They are both vicious psychopaths who enjoy killing. Oswald sees a kindred spirit in Ed.
2: And then uh, Jacob goes on, as far as Ed Nigma goes, I don't want to go into psychoanalysis. I am neither trained or interested in doing so. I don't believe Ed is motivated by power. I think he is, uh, by the way, that never stops me. (laughs) But I, I don't believe Ed is motivated by power. I think he is devious and manipulative. Uh, We saw that at Arkham Asylum where he told Hugo Strange that he can read people and use their weaknesses against them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another kind of touch tone with the Mad Hatter. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he gets a kick out of playing games. Uh, That's what he did with Butch and that's what he is doing with Oswald. Mm -hmm. I was very impressed with his deductive skills, uh, figuring out that Butch was behind the Red Hood gang. By exposing Butch to Penguin, he not only got rid of Butch but he proved his loyalty to Oswald. That is going to backfire on him, though. My prediction is that Butch and Tabitha are going to try very, very hard to kill Ed. Ed is going to need Oswald's protection more than ever. I like that Butch and Tabitha are back together. Kind of. uh, As far as we know. Uh, They're they're at least in the same domicile. They're working through it. Uh, It will certainly create some tension between Crazy Babs and them. I'm looking forward to the next episode and to your podcast. Keep up the good work. I may call in regards Ooh, Jacob. Call in Jacob. We would like that. Definitely. And, uh, our last letter here is from Christian, Christian, from Gray. Christian Gray. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gotham can get bogged
0: down in ridiculousness in my, but in my opinion, the show is best when it's torturing Jim Gordon emotionally. <laughs> so all the time, um, was this similar to Batman forever when the Riddler, Jim Carrey forced Batman to choose between Robin and chase. Um, um, last week's missed kiss was has significance mm-hmm. so it seems oswald has feelings for the riddler i've always thought that the penguin was an asexual being mm-hmm. here we go again asexual, um, penguin. <laughs> asexual penguin and there has been no suggestion that the riddler is anything but straight right he mm-hmm. liked kringle dr tomkins etc very true Uh, does Ed really see the penguin as a friend or is he trying to manipulate him? I think that the penguin will come to regret taking Ed into his confidences. I'm on that team. Uh, Mm -hmm. Butch was loyal to the penguin and wouldn't try to usurp his authority. I get the feeling that the Riddler doesn't want to play second fiddle and will attempt something. Given the character of the Riddle, Riddler, this could be a long con to seize
2: power. Do y'all agree? Mm -hmm.
0: Kind of. Yeah.
2: I I I kind of uh I'm kinda of half and half on that. Okay.
0: So who does Jim love more, Dr. Tompkins or Valerie? I enjoy <laughs> that each paragraph is a whole another topic. Um I was a little confused on that scene. Is it supposed to indicate that Gordon knew that Hatter would shoot the other person he named and thus he's so in love with Lee, or did Gordon think that he would shoot the person he named and thus he moved on from Lee? I'm leaning towards he's still in love with Lee. Partly because of the time they spent together telling her about what I said. Mm-hmm. Great job. I give this episode 123 white rabbits. Fortunately, we don't know how many white rabbits that's out of, so we're going to take it as a perfect score. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, know, you,
2: you got to do the scale right. You got to give sure. me the whole
0: scale, man.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. Over in the chat room, I just wanted to point out that Powell family said, could we finally get the Kringle Christmas episode? Please. Yes. Do you see? I Please. mean, her
0: hair is snow white.
2: Yeah. It's perfect.
0: <gasps> and it's almost time for
2: the match made in Indian Hill. Okay, uh, next week uh, when you get done watching the Red Queen, as we've said, reject any advances that come your way, kill them. Then email us legends of Gotham at gmail.com, tweet us at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is Facebook.com slash groups slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And again, you can find all this information at legendsofgotham.com. dot uh, com. now we do wanna thank our chat chatters. Uh, we have it's been uh, a
0: busy chat room. Bobby tonight. and
2: Cobble uh, Pottery and Jimbo and Jim's Choice and Jordan and Powell family and Ray Ray and UB and Marie. Hey, That's you. And win and of course chan serve our lovable chat room bot. Uh live.universebox.com, eight thirty PM EST. Please join us live next week.
0: I know. I hope we get to live tweet it next
2: week. It's Halloween. It is Halloween. I can make no promises. But we'll try. We'll try. We will definitely try. Okay, I uh, Anne Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone. As for me, you can follow oh God, me on sorry. Twitter, <laughs> As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And if you're tuning in live, we do uh, our entertainment pop culture news show, Universe Box, live right here, live.universebox.com at Half an p.m. Hour. EST, Tuesday and Thursday night. So please Take a potty around. break,
0: get a drink, come back.
2: Yeah, we'll let you know in the chat room when to refresh the page to get the new video. And we'd mm-hmm. love for you to stick around. We'd love to have some of you Gothamites uh, join us along for the ride. I don't think we have any Batman-related stories. Not this week. But we might. Sometimes we do. Okay, uh, so I guess that about does it for this week. So join us next time for more. Legends of Gotham. Don't hang up on me, James. Click. It's a, my mic's out again to see any good. There we go. Okay. On the newspaper page.